Welcome to the PH Journals podcast, where we explore hunting, wildlife management, and conservation. As hunters and conservationists, we know that hunting can be a powerful tool for wildlife conservation, generating revenue and promoting healthy ecosystems. Join us as we explore the latest research, interviewing experts and practitioners, and sharing stories from the field. Whether you're a hunter or conservationist, or simply interested in learning more about this somewhat controversial topic. Hi, my name is Dylan Love. I'm a professional hunter out of the southern tip of the dark continent. Join us as I believe hunting is our best conservation tool we have to offer. And that's that's how the whole season comes to a close. What a fantastic hunt. How's it, guys? Um, yeah, excuse the voice. I've just come off a bit of flu over the past two days and stuff. Um, but it's been an incredible experience, you know. Um, there's a couple of hunts in the pipeline up until the end of the year, but nothing really set in stone. So this one I'm taking as my last hunt for the season. And what a way to finish a very, very productive season off. Um, and my second season under, under my belt as a, as an outfitter, it's been one hell of an experience. I'm, I'm so fortunate and privileged to be in the position I am. And I just want to say, take this opportunity to thank everyone that has been involved from Treason, FFS Outdoors, Maxis Tires, PH Toolbox, Scully's, um, Splitting Image, Taxidermy, everyone that has backed me. Just thank you so much for all the, the effort, uh, the communication, the the love, the support. It's it's really gone a long way. And I think this this podcast out of out of many that I've done this season really is just a true testament to how far I've come as an individual, a hunter. And um, I'm very, very proud to sit behind the mic here today and tell you guys my my story because I think it's it's around about that time. And um, yeah, so what a what an interesting way to finish things off. Cody and I uh, we started our journey back in 2021 at the end of the year, right at the end of the year. It actually came out in December, and we were treated to some spectacular scenes. Um, the weather was fantastic. Um, and just really some very, very special hunting from torrential downpours over our Inyala hunt to golden skies of our golden wildebeest hunt. It was just, it was a, it was a hunt that would forever sit in my memory for a very, very long time. And if you guys haven't yet, you can head along to the, my YouTube channel and actually go and experience that hunt for yourself from hunting Kuru up in the, in the high, um, altitude mountains of Tarkistat region it was something very very special and uh you know you kind of when Cody messaged me earlier this year I kind of got the I, I got a little bit of anxiety attack because um you know I didn't really know what to expect because how, how do you top a hunt like that off and especially the list Cody gave me was was quite extensive and I was I was I'm not gonna lie and I'm not gonna hide anything I was a little bit worried about the hunting um whether it would be as good as last time but you know that's the thing that's the thing it's the unexpected that turns out to be probably one of the most memorable activities you have in your life and this whole podcast is going to be based around the mental benefits of hunting, what hunting brings as a mental benefit, and and I encourage you guys to pay play this to your spouse, to your um, to your husband, to your wife, whoever may be sitting on the other side of the receiving end of of a hunter, 
because it, it takes one to understand the mental impact hunting actually has on us. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be speaking from a, from a beneficial point of view. Um, you know, I sit here today and, and I can openly talk about it. I suffered from depression for a couple of years and uh, especially last year, I decided to get some help. I booked myself into an institution. Maybe that's why I was a little bit quiet um, on the podcast as well. So I booked myself into an institution and I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I learned a lot of things that I was chasing the wrong kind of dream. Um, I was building up fictitious stories and I wasn't being honest to myself. That's what it boiled down to. Um, I wasn't being honest to myself. I wasn't being honest to the people that lo- that I love. Um, and that, that broke my heart. But in the same time, it also gave me the opportunity to relook at things from an outside perspective looking in and really start finding myself and my purpose in this world. And through my mental journey, and I've really dived into it from ice baths to long walks to running, hiking, gymming, um, excessive podcasts, um, really just doing my search, my research out there. Hunting was the only one that kind of gave me the freedom to express myself in in a way that I figured out at the time meant a lot to me personally. And what happens in these mental journeys that you go through, and especially when you find yourself in a dark place, you actually you you've lost yourself. You've been chasing a dream for other people. And you never really found the true cause of why you do what you do. Is it because you love it? Is it because of the stigma it has? Is it because of the popularity that it brings you? What what is the real reason behind the whole thing? What hunting does is it kind of breaks you away. It puts you in this headspace um, where you get to relook at your, at your life in moments in the bush, and you and you you get to sit there and reflect because that's a very important thing is to re. Reflect back on what you have been doing as an individual. And that is why hunting is so special to me. Besides the fact of the conservation tool and all the other stuff that comes with it, those are all wonderful things. And I'm really invested into that because I feel that, you know, us as hunters have a real purpose in this conservation protection game. But the real reason as an individual why I hunt is... Of course, it's my primal instinct. And yes, of course, I get to provide meat and food for my family. But it's also to help me through my mental challenges that I have. And why this is so important is because building up to Cody's hunt, you know, I I was going through a little bit of a uh, dip. Things were kind of stressful, you know, making content, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to get yourself out there and generate all these things and the world is flying past you, you flying past the world. It's just, it's a crazy nest of vibes. And one thing I've learned in my mental challenges and, and my mental health battle is that you really need to understand the process that your body goes through. For instance, I ice bath every morning. 
not because Joe Rogan tells me to, but it's because I find such a massive health benefit in it. I find my mind is very, very strong and very powerful under stress conditions. So when I put myself under immense stress of cold and and pain, um, I find my mind works a lot better. So when I do it first thing in the morning, it just helps me to think clearer. Besides all the other benefits of uh, slurring, slowing down your serotonin and all the buildups and all that sort of stuff, it really just helps from a mental perspective. So you guys need to understand that, you know, according to science, that us as individuals, we need at least about 150 minutes a week of, intense, of intensity, of some sort of heart rate buildup. Um, for about 75 to 90 minutes a day, uh, a week, sorry. <coughs> sorry, let me rephrase that. We need about 150 minutes of aerobic exercise a week. So if you break it down, 150 minutes isn't so bad. If you break it down into a complete week, you're looking at about, let's go, yeah, seven, you're looking at like, 21 minutes of intensity that's 21 minutes of walking you know hiking whatever it may be so number one there your hunting already covers that and number two there's a there's a physical aspect to hunting you know climbing mountains moving rocks getting into position you know making sure that you're the fittest possible um you can possibly be out in the bush because like I said, you need to respect those animals as much as possible. So if you feel that you are not fit enough to be there, make sure you get yourself into that fit criteria, you know, and that fit category so that you can handle these sort of things because those animals deserve to be hunted correctly. Um, And then just going back in to, you know, once you're out there, you... It lowers your blood pressure once you're sitting up, glassing, you know, doing all the wonderful things. Um, it lowers your blood pressure. It decreases your heart rate. It reduces stress because there's nothing really out there that can stress you out. Leave your cell phone at home. Really just, you know, take the time to sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Take in the natural air. Take in the shadows, the sun. Let everything just beat down on you. You know, vitamin D is one of the most important things. And we found that out during COVID. It was one of the important um, vitamins that you needed every single day to beat the disease. So so get out there, absorb it, get, get as much of it in it as possible. And then it does put your body under a little bit of stress. It really does. Um, you know, for instance, if you get an animal in the scope, your heart starts racing, you start sweating, your palms start sweating, and that just kicks in that little bit of dopamine that you need to keep you going, you know. So all these health benefits from a hunting perspective is needed in everyday life. And I guess that's why it's part of our DNA, it's part of our primal instinct is because it's played such a crucial role in our development as, as a human race throughout mankind. It's played such a crucial role in developing us into being a much more healthier species out there. By doing natural, prehistoric or natural human being stuff that has been embedded in us from the earlier man days, from the days of the men, 
or the human race was discovered. And that's important. Let's never forget our roots. People always say, let's go back to the roots. Let's go back to our instincts. And that's what they're talking about. So to get back onto point, guys, you know, last week's hunt was incredibly special to me from so many different avenues. But it also, it just allows me to have that reset button. And essentially, that's what hunting needs to be for majority of people out there. In today's world, life gets so hectic and so intense that it's wonderful to sit back and relax and just really absorb nature. You don't even have to go out there and hunt anything. Yes, the sense of um, failure and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Unsatisfying feeling of, of coming home to a full freezer and all that sort of stuff. It, it will have an impact. Don't take away from the moments out in the field. For instance, <coughs> excuse me, like I said, I've got a bit of flu, so just bear with me, guys. But, you know, there were so many moments in in our hunt this past week that I just kind of said to Cody, I said, you know what, just take it in. Just just absorb that moment because it's it's special. You know, absorb those special moments because that's what it's all about. And... You know, that's what we kind of did. And, and each and every single time was a little bit more special than the last. And you kind of don't want to compare hunts. You never really do because we were in such a different setting, such a different environment. But it was very, very special. And, and it allowed me to really just hit that big red reset button. Look back at my life and say, you know what? We're going forward, and that's that's the thing. I come back home, and I'm so excited to get my life going. You know, I'm, I'm wanting to get to the podcast studio. I'm wanting to record podcasts. I'm, I've spent hours and hours upon hours just editing content and, you know, making shorter clips and doing all that sort of stuff because I've had that big reset button pressed. So for anyone listening out there that is not a hunter and hubby or wife or whoever the other partner is is a hunter support them on that because understand that that big red button is always there to be pushed at the end of every single weekend week or 10 days whatever the safari may be it's always there to be pushed and once that reset button's pushed it's good for both of you in your relationships but it's also good to have somebody that's driven, motivated, and excited about the future once again. And I might, I might sound crazy by saying all these things, but that's exactly what hunting does for me. And that is why it's such a special part in my heart. And um, that's why I will never, ever stop professional hunting. I'll never, ever stop um, outfitting. I might slow down at some point, um, you know, regards what happens with my daughter and, and schooling and all that sort of stuff. But I'll never ever stop it because at any at any given time, you're always going to need that big reset button. And it's important for us, <clears throat> you know, um, coming off of June, Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. It's important to support people on those those challenges. And um, yeah, but what, what an incredible hunt, guys. You know, just to touch on a few, Cody arrived, um, and you know it was special from the onset you know like I said myself and Cody we've been chatting back and forth Uh, he's got a 
He's got a wonderful way of seeing things. And it's always nice to have that interaction with somebody, especially, I mean, Cody's only a year older than myself. So we kind of on that same wavelength. Anyway, he arrives on the Sunday. We sight the rifle in and we head out. Um, it's a new concession I'm hunting. Haven't hunted there before. We get out there. And, you know, immediately the heart starts racing. You start seeing some wonderful animals. Um, very, very important to highlight that the place we were hunting is conservation. It's 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 a main goal, conservation. And that is something very, very special. So, you know, for me, it was an honor to hunt on that property. And I took it in. And we, we really, we ran with it. It was it was very, very special. And we get out there the first afternoon. The guns are shooting well. We head up and we're overlooking this little ravine point and this giant um, impala starts playing around in between the, the acacia trees down below us uh, overlooking the river. You know, and he's in and out sniffing females and he's dancing all over. It's just him and a bunch of females. Eventually, he steps into position, and um, the YouTube episode will come out soon. I'm hoping so. And steps into position, and whack, you know, drops this beautiful ram. Um, you know, we had the opportunity for Kelly to get onto a little bit of blood, and she worked it and found it, and it was it was really, really a special first day. The second day, we headed out. Um, you know, we tapped around, had a few busted stalks on a on a Gemsback or Oryx. And uh, we just kept working, you know, trying to find a good bushback, good kudu, whatever the case may be, whatever gave us the opportunity. But the wind was howling. The wind was pumping left to right uh, from east to west. And it wasn't, you know, it really just didn't set. So I said to Cody, you know, the heat came up a little bit. I said, let's just um, try and settle in and, you know, let's go back and have a bit of lunch and come back late afternoon so that... Hoping, hoping the wind would die, and boy, what an afternoon it was, you know, we get out there, put a wonderful stalk in on this Gemsback, on this Oryx, beautiful old bull, um, and Cody drops him, we eventually take him photos, and now Cody did mention to me that there was a roan in the area, now the roan, <clears throat> the roan species in South Africa don't get hunted very often, but it's an art to try and get these species to thrive in, in our areas. Because they're more North African. Well, when I say North African, they uh, south of the equator, but more north of South Africa. So your Tanzania, Zambia, they, they thrive in those areas. Um, the warmer conditions, um, the, you know, where they can survive in and out, the, the forests and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, um, eventually, you know, this big Rome bull is coming coming to the end of his time now. He's just being kicked out, and they had a hell of a fight before, about a couple of weeks before we got there, and actually smashed his one horn off. And, you know, like, like Cody, he's, he's got conservation at heart. And, you know, part of being conservationist is that those are the animals you want to take out. You want to take out the old, the wounded, the guys that aren't going to breed anymore and stuff. So, you know, how it was so special to watch an individual take that um, upon himself, you know. Um, if you're a trophy collector, that's definitely not one you want. But if you're a conservationist and you've got hunting at heart, you know, that's the perfect animal you want. And 
who are we to judge and make any animal's life more valuable than the next? And he did. He took it like a champion. Um, it was a beautiful old Rome bull. The teeth were completely worn down. I mean, you'll see in the video, his body was deteriorating. He probably had another summer season in him, but the next winter he was done. Um, you know, and what a special moment that was. You know, Cody took him down with a single shot. It was beautiful. The setting was beautiful. The sun was setting. Um, it was cooler. They were all coming out to graze on the hillside. And, uh, you know, we, we put in a wonderful stalk crossing rivers and walking up marsh banks. And it was just it was just such a remarkable experience. So, yeah, and then, uh, you know, we get back to camp and there's like a little alfalfa field out, out in front of us. And the pigs came out in this <laughs> pretty nice, really nice uh, warthog board. They don't get big in our area because the ground is so hard that you find they often wear their tusks down a lot quicker where they don't grow as as wide and as 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 long as what they do uh, in north you know north of south africa like your limpopo provinces where the ground is a lot more softer and like a beachy sandy vibe um so anyway this big old boy and you can always see a nice old boy with the big tear ducks that he has you know just really adds to the character big old warts and just um, a big gash on his on his rear end, you know, just to say that he has been in a few wars. He comes strutting out into the alfalfa field, and um, you know we didn't we didn't waste the opportunity, and we took it. And uh, yeah, that was the end of day two, day three and four. We were chasing the impala slam. We came up onto some, we hunted the Grahamstown area for the saddleback and the black impala, which was beautiful area you know it was this is my whole goal is to try and show people such a different variety because we're so blessed in south africa to have such different landscapes and yeah so we get up into the grahamstown area and uh cody once again on point my 243 um my musgrave 243 uh, was on song and uh yeah ended day day three off with with two beautiful impalas Headed back, and then we set sail about three and a half hours to the Craddock region, <laughs> from one extreme to the next, and we get to Craddock, and yeah, once again we we out this uh, link Impala Ram. You know, you can see him from a mile away. He's just so much bigger, better than any of the other stuff that we saw out there. You know, and he's claiming this huge Impala herd, so they were they were pretty you know, easy to find, but difficult to get onto because it's it's quite flat and open over there. So your stalking options are very limited, but we eventually catch him in the one ravine and we pop our head out as they were feeding out and Cody snuck in and, um, you know, we got a perfect shot on him yet again. And then, you know, then it was just down to kudu and bushback hunting. And, uh, ah, I'm lying. We went, day five was special. We headed out to Port Alfred. And those of you that know, I've, we've done a few of the, the RB now in the Port Alfred region with a good friend of mine, Jeff Ford. <coughs> he um he put us onto another beautiful old uh, RB ram. And I mean, his conservation efforts in that area have been something so, so special. And I really want to try and capture that in my next episode. Um, 
and I'm so, so excited about it. So yeah, so we head out, um, grab a beautiful old Oribe uh, Ram on the, on the, um, on the ocean line there. It was very, very special. Um, and then we just kind of, yeah, then day six and seven was a difficult one because the weather was terrible. Cold front came in, the wind was howling, but still we managed to pull a giant kudu off and a very, very special bushback. And then that was it. Um, you know, Cody once again laid hammer to these animals with a single shot. Um, the kudu was an extremely special hunt, uh, you know, crossing fences, water holes, climbing into position, a lot of discussion back and forth, what we should do, planning, getting into position, you know, figuring out um, bullet trajectory. And it was just, it was something so, so cool to be a part of. And um, yeah, we ended the hunt off with, with a stunning bushback ram overlooking uh, the kabusi off a set of crances um, overlooking into this riverbed and we saw this ram chasing a few females down below us and uh, Cody once again laid hammer to him and you know that's that's the special thing about it is that you know our hunting experience and um, was so so special you know the hunting was always just going to be a beautiful add-on but it was the experiences that will live long in my memory. You know, the laughter around campfires, the breakfast, the lunches, the just the everything. The traveling was fun, you know. Just the whole experience was just something to capture and be a part of was, was very, very special. And that's why I say that big reset button was sitting there on, on the Monday afternoon when I dropped him off at the airport. And it just was such a relief and a, and a wonderful feeling to be able to just reset everything, come home and be rejuvenated to tackle on the challenges back home, you know. So, uh, yeah, what an incredible hunt it was. It was very, very special. And um, I think that's a wonderful way to sign off on this podcast. Um, guys, yeah, I just, you know, honestly, this episode was just trying to get back into things. Um, of course the season has come to an end but my podcasting hasn't I've got some wonderful guests lined up um, from Wayne Dale from African Brothers Safaris to um, Sean at Salt Lick um, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of episodes where I'm going to have a couple of guests on and uh, the messages keep coming through and I'm so excited to um, answer a few from jp villam all of those guys thank you so much for for interacting you know it's it's something so so special that i get to sit here on this side and, and offer my advice and my opinions that i've experienced over 14 15 years that i've been doing this it's so yeah um i'm back uh hopefully next episode <laughs> i won't be so clogged up and i'll be a lot better than than what I what I what I'm feeling like today. So, yeah, just guys, once again, thank you so much for all the support. If you haven't yet, um, I'd appreciate it if you head along to my YouTube channel and like, share, and follow. And then as well, I'm running a poll on my Instagram feed. Um, for those of you that haven't checked it out, go along and have a look at that poll. I'm wanting to figure out whether I should be putting these podcasts back up onto YouTube, and the reason for that is that the support over the 
mainstream has been absolutely incredible apple podcast um spotify all those sort of things but i felt i felt there has been a little bit of a dip uh, to the visual side of things so i've got a, a program that mo- that not monetizes but overlooks the whole podcasting process so i'm wanting to find out is youtube a platform that a lot of you guys do um watch on or do do listen to podcasts on because um that will be important information to me and the only way i get to have that information is if you guys interact with it so um i would appreciate it if you guys head along there and go and check it out and and offer your opinion or just just drop a poll um it would mean a lot to me and yeah obviously hopefully gives better for this this sort of platform to grow and uh yeah i'm really looking forward to next next week um and uh hopefully the episodes of cody and our previous hunt will be coming out soon i'm going to try something new i'm, I'm going to be doing all the voiceovers and all that i'm pretty excited about it but i'm also really really nervous timber's done an incredible job on my youtube channel so far and i'm yeah i'm i don't want to take anything away from him but uh i would love to to do my own stuff so yeah i'm looking forward to that one i'm really really excited so guys from myself and the whole ps journals team just a very big thank you to all the support and if you are happy hunting until then stay safe stay blessed stay humble we'll catch up with you guys soon cheers the journal is brought to you by treason don't just blend become splitting image taxidermy worth remembering maxis tires Covering pHs over any terrain. Magnum Archery. Scullies. The little things are what makes life wonderful. Vanandi Blends. Changing the game. FFS Outdoor. Versatile gear for any situation. PH Toolbox. Helping you make your own adventure.